0: hello welcome to this special episode of the king is coming podcast this particular one is not in the regular format of what we usually do and um, while those ones follow episode one two three four this could be called episode zero what we're about to go through is what forms the basis the foundation for the king is coming podcast like i'd uh, shared on the website in the about section this whole series of the king is coming is based on a series of visions and dreams that started from 2015 i went to a new church and from the day i got into that church i started having encounters i started having a series of visions on so many disasters falling on the world wars countries collapsing finding out that the united states of america was going to go into civil war and break into pieces you know that russia was going to take over parts of the world and once russia comes in we are in a whole different world i saw a global earthquake i saw famine there were so many terrible things and it took some time to even believe this were coming from god and after i was god was able to prove to me by directing me to other people who were seeing similar things showing me scriptures and then finally he gave me instances in my life told me he was able to prove to me he was the one speaking and after that I started praying and saying God what do I do he gave us some instructions concerning concerning the famine that was coming which we did not know at that point it was going to be 2020 later on we found out it was going to be beginning 2020 then in 2018 the complexion of the messages started changing from all the negativity I was seeing in the earlier years of judgment and all that and it became more positive it was about glory glory the theme kept becoming glo- was over and over it was on glory glory I don't have time to go through all the details but I now had this particular encounter which I'm about to share in 2018 that changed my life on the 28th of may 2018 it changed my perspective doctrine I, it made me revise everything i knew in scriptures after so many years of following god so that is what i'm going to share it is already in a pdf format and it's also in, on the blog on our website secondkingscoming.com secondkingscoming.com you can find written fo- uh, forms of what i'm about to share but this episode While I read through it, we'll also have some additional information I have uh, learned or received over the years that confirm or explain the experience. So, the title of the experience was Glory of Rapture. That is what I titled it at the time, Glory of Rapture. Now, I would call it Glory of Rapture, the Encounter. Glory of Rapture, the Encounter. So, for the sake of brevity, and I'm going to be reading what I wrote down, and then I will add as I see fit, as, as I read, for the sake of brevity and privacy, I have removed parts of this experience that I believe are personal. Despite that decision, I believe the messages remain the same. Please judge as scriptures asked us to, and seek the Lord for confirmation and direction. 1 Corinthians fourteen twenty nine. Let two or three prophets speak, and others evaluate. First Thessalonians 5:21. But examine all things, hold fast to what is good. By the time I wrote this down, I was still not sure if I could rely on everything I was receiving. A lot of it was un- confusing, so I always put a disclaimer. And even at this point, where I'm so sure of so many things and have realigned my life in that direction, I still advise. Do not live based on another person's prophecy. You have to find what God wants for you. Confirm what has been said for your own life. So on the 28th of May 2018, I just got out of bed at 2.30am to write this experience I just had. I have been lying down in bed for about 10 minutes after it ended. When I ran out, the dimension had changed. Let me explain a little bit before I read that paragraph. The whole experience started with a dream. Then change into something else at a point which will be detailed as I read but what is important to know that there was an earlier part of the dream that I have not shared because it's personal it's not really uh, important in uh, the message I would like to share with the world so going back to the reading when I ran out the dimension had changed everything was quite different from the last time I was outside the, adv- the environment had become foreboding and instead of flats it was now an open field with forest and swamps close by, and it had also become more intense and spiritual. I saw something close by which looked like a heat wave or mirage in human form. And when I say heat wave, that is the transparent and shimmering effect of objects at a distance on a hot day when standing on a tarred road. So when the day is very hot, if you stand on a road and you look on the tarred road, it will seem as if things are a bit wavy, and that is what I mean by a heat wave. I was afraid, and when it came at me, I changed direction to avoid it. As it repositioned itself for attack, I saw it pass over another person in its path. The person immediately collapsed, and the word that came to me was that was that, that person had been disabled. I was afraid. I knew I was in the world of this powerful thing. I then took off running. I was so scared as I saw many groups of animals led by demons in the direction I was fleeing towards. For some unknown reasons, I raised my right hand forward as I was running. Again, let me pause a minute. I have already shared that the glory that 2020 to 2027 are years of blessings coming upon the church. And then the latest... I'm recording this after I recorded episode 4. And episode 4 explains further that the church is going to be confronting fallen angels who will be released in 2027 along with their cohorts. So over the years, I've come to know that God is preparing us for a great battle that will be the battle of light versus darkness. So let me continue the reading. For some unknown reason, I raised my right hand forward as I was running. When I got to the first group of animals who were ready to attack on both sides of the road, I suddenly knew they were going to bow to me my mind couldn't believe what i knew because i knew the demons were telling them to attack me yet the animals bowed as i passed the other groups one group after the next the bows kept getting lower the animals kept bowing and their bows were getting lower i also started getting happier by the last group they knelt down and bowed their heads almost in worship at this point i was at the end of land which was followed by a perilous river a group of prayer warrior prophets were also on the same side as I. Now, when I say at the end of land, I mean it was a high cliff with a river at the bottom. I had run out of space, I was not at a cliff, and there was a river. They were also trying to cross, having passed the enemy behind, but they had not figured it out. One of them was an old friend who I used to pray with when I started seeking God earnestly he was their leader and when he saw me running he shouted to the rest that I was going to show them the way the others were skeptical just as I was however I jumped off the cliff and as I did so I suddenly remembered that I had passed the place before successfully and I knew I was going to be attacked by warring demons let me pause again and give a little explanation for a long time I wondered what this part meant I was so sure in this experience that I was already trained for what I was going to experience. That I knew what to do. I was equipped to do the things I was going to do. But then in my natural mind, I couldn't understand how. Because in the previous parts of this uh, reading, I talked about how I knew. I knew. and But I did not know. how. Why? How did I know? How did this come? At first, I just chalked it up with maybe an impression of the Spirit. But I've come to realize through some teachings I've been put through especially through Pastor Johan because in fact this experience this encounter was what sealed my relationship with Pastor Johan yes he doesn't know me I've never met him but through the experience one of the things I received after was to follow him dedicatedly and through his teachings he has almost everything I see he has seen it also he has seen it in greater detail and he has detailed lessons and being a, a person of scriptures, I'm very, very focused on scriptures. Everything is about scriptures. He is able to take scriptures with his visions and explain some of these things. And what he taught me that made me know, which now echoed what I, I saw here, was that all of us have received training from heaven. Each of us had a portfolio that God gave us to prepare us for this world. Just like Jesus was the Word. When he came into the world, he came into a womb and became a baby. All his memory was taken away, but as he fellowshiped and walked with God, everything came back to him. In the same manner as we spend time in God's presence, all our training comes back to us. It is this training that we see in musicians who, when they are given a piano within a a month, they already know how to play like, like prodigies while others may train for 20 30 years and they don't have it inside our DNA inside us God has deposited things that came from the training we got before we came to this earth that was why God told Jeremiah before you were born I knew you and I ordained you a prophet the man had been trained and received the gifts of prophecy and uh, had been pre-trained and prepared to be a prophet before he came to this world so that was what was, uh, what was going on and that was what I was seeing And which made me know what I was supposed to do. So at this point, I was at the end of land, which was followed by a perilous river. A group of prayer warrior prophets were also on the same side as I. It was a high cliff with a river at the bottom. They were also trying to cross over, having passed the enemy behind, but they had not figured it out. One of them was an old friend who I used to pray with when I started seeking God earnestly. He was their leader and when he saw me running, he shouted to the rest that I was going to show them the way. The others were skeptical just as I was. However, I jumped off the cliff. And as I did so, I suddenly remembered that I had passed the place before successfully. And I knew I was going to be attacked by warring demons. Instead of landing inside the perilous waters, my first foot landed on a wooden cylindrical rod. I was strutting out of the river. Once I landed the first foot, I knew I had to leap to the next rod till I passed the river. Immediately, the warring demons started flinging these sharp ropes that had balls of fire at both end, ends of the river. Now, this is another comment I want to make. I knew that I, I knew the warring demons. I knew what they were throwing at me, but I couldn't remember what they. Had. It's just a very, was a very strange experience, knowing something and not knowing it at the same time. That was because my present mind was battling with what I had been trained for and prepared uh, for before I came to this world. So they would spin it with some device until the rod had generated great centrifugal force. Then they would release it. This weapon would cut off anything in its path. The friend jumped in after me. The first couple of fiery rods had just been released towards us when? Now everything from this point changed and what I'm about to say is it's beyond words. It's beyond words but let me just keep reading because it makes me emotional and it takes me to a different place every time I live through the experience in my mind but let me just focus on the reading so that I can get the point across. So this section I titled it Rapture. Everything from here is unexplainable. I know what happened. But language fails me. What I described below is grossly inadequate but it gives a general idea. All of a sudden I just changed. I really can't explain this but I was no longer dreaming. I left my physical body that was sleeping beside my wife and merged with my dream body in the scene above. Just as my body lifted off above the river, the demons, animals and everything else. I just took off. Dream and reality merged. I felt nothing like myself anymore. It was like I transformed. My clothes changed into white and I started singing. The higher I rose, the deeper and richer my voice became. My robes became bigger for a lack of a better word. Yet they were still my size. I was shining and I was deliriously happy to use an inadequate word. Everything on earth meant nothing. It seemed everything that was was of great importance in my life was nothing. I started singing in eloquent, original Yoruba language, beyond my earthly capacity as I rose higher. Now you need to understand that I speak Yoruba well, but there are areas and depths of Yoruba I could never reach. And I was speaking it eloquently, deeply. The things I was saying, they were like, uh, how would I put them? Proverbs. Deep, profound. It was amazing. Anyway, let's go back to the reading. I was praising God with words of profound depth and phrases that I had never imagined. I sang of His glory and I was going to see my God. Now, all this that I'm saying from now are things that are call them out-of-body experience or whatever. I was no longer in my body. I was aware of that, but something else was going on. It was just amazing. The major thing that is still ringing in me how is how inconsequential... All the earthly concerns were. This is so important. All the things we think are so important and precious in this world, they are going to mean nothing. They are going to mean nothing. Many people are going to cry over the time they wasted focusing on things of this world. And if you listen to the podcast and things I talk about, you can. I believe that that texture is in everything I say. Keep your heart away from the things of this world. Keep your mind away from the focus of this world. Eternity, (laughs) everything will look like nothing, like rubbish, dung. Let's go back to the reading. Fears of war, war during Nigeria's 20 elections, my own future, and all the really important things. I forgot about all of them. I was so different, unbelievably joyous, and everything else was worthless. I left Earth and my body. I had passed the clouds with my friend still behind me. He had left his friends and taken off with me. As I said, it is difficult to express everything that transpired. There was information overload in that moment when the transformation started. Let me try and unpack a couple of things that were impressed on me as vital. Now, one of the things I struggled with was that I was flooded with so much knowledge and understanding in an instance. You know, in the spirit realm, time is very, very different from our own time. A second can be a, th- a day, can be a thousand years, a thousand years can be one day. That means time can be stretched and contracted. Sometimes an encounter we have puts things in us that takes us years to unpack. And sometimes we can be in the spirit realm and experience so many things, and when we come back, it's just a second. So, a lot of things were difficult to analyze and put into place. I'm still dealing with some of them. But these were some of the general things I was able to pick out and talk about. So, f- number one, physical change. It was like I could see into my DNA. Now, this is of paramount importance. And I pray that the Lord will permit me to talk more about this. This is the area I love to talk about. But so far in the podcast, we've gone up to episode four... I pray and sense what the Lord wants me to and so far I haven't had the but I believe I will have the opportunity to share this because the issue of DNA is central to everything that is going to happen in these last days. The enemy is going to adulterate DNA. Human beings are going to have the DNA of God that those are his disciples which will allow them to transform. DNA is at the center of everything that is going on, and I will go on in these last days. So physical change—it was like I could see into my DNA, and it was as if my glorified self swallowed up my normal DNA. It was amazing. Whether you want to call it microscopic level, I could see to the smallest details of my DNA, and all of a sudden, energy just burst out of my inside and swallowed up all of me. It swam over. It swallowed up my DNA and went through all of my body until it enveloped it it kind of reminded me of um, one of the Spider-Man movies I watched many years ago when Spider-Man became a dark creature the way the, the dark thing swallowed him up and over- covered his whole body it, sim- it was similar to that but from the DNA level energy just burst out of my insides and insides and it swallowed up all of me it seemed as if some liquid life swam out of my DNA until it enveloped me by the way seeing into the molecular level all happened in a millisecond who or what i became is incomparable to my norm i became very strong physically i looked and felt completely different from my normal physical self the energy and power in me is not describable i have been slim all my life but now i became taller and moderately muscular but at that point i became taller and muscular it was amazing it seemed all my cells were packed with life i can't forget that feeling i could sense it was the billions of cells in my body and it was like i knew all of them intimately one by one and they were pulsating energy and the scripture that came to my mind later was the first adam became a living being and the second adam became a life-giving being my cells could give life anything i touched, if i touched a stone that was how he felt the stone could come alive it seemed all my cells were packed with life more details on this aspect is at the end of this writing so the next subtopic is mental what surprised me more was that my mind became so clear and crisp i am an analytical thinker by nature and i usually have a debate going on in my mind about practically everything but in that moment my mind was laser focused on god and i was able to process all of the data of my environment and my life history on earth in a second in that second i reviewed my life I reached a precise conclusion. The conclusion was that I had experienced too much of my life on irrelevant things. Now, to explain this part, it was like my whole life came out like um, frames. Now, all these things are so detailed that it is difficult to explain them all and give you the picture, but in trying to summarize them, it was like every second of my life was in frames. You know, when you take a picture, think of trillions of pictures which symbolized every frame of my life. And as they all flashed before me, though every one of them that I spent with God, that at that moment I was thinking of God, I was doing something because of God, I was doing something because the Spirit led me to do it, anything that was of significance to God was pulled out. All the other frames, which were many, they all disappeared. That was quite frightening and intense. Going back to the reading, the conclusion was that I had expended too much of my life on irrelevant things, I'm not talking about sin. In this case, I'm not saying sin is good. I'm just saying those frames were not necessarily to show me that sin was bad. They were trying to show me that only the parts of my life that were spent in the things ordained by God, things that I did because of God, were of relevance in eternity. That's something for all of us to think about. You can Anyway, I'll talk more about it in the reading, so don't let me start a sermon about that. So I'm not talking about sin but neutral things like watching sports, seeking to be accepted or loved by people. In this state, my love for God was undiluted. The higher I went, the better i got. Midway between earth and the clouds, I was so different that I couldn't recognize myself physically or mentally. I just knew it was still me despite the metamorphosis. That's the best way to describe it. It wasn't uh, a change. It was complete transformation all of a sudden after the clouds i stopped you know i'd gone from earth slowly gone I'd passed the clouds i was i'd entered into space and i stopped and i knew i was supposed to go back to earth this time i felt myself go back into my physical body on the bed beside my wife then i opened my eyes and i was even aware of when i entered my body it took a few minutes to acclimatize to my old body ...after the indescribable exhilaration i just experienced. It wasn't a dream, neither was it an open vision. Just it done, Then it dawned on me that I had been given a taste of rapture. This wasn't a mental process, it was just an impression that I knew. God just gave me a rapture experience. Scriptures I had read for years and thought I knew well... ...flooded back to my mind with deeper meanings. I understood why Paul desired to die and leave this world above all I realized the vanity of life at that point I started crying I wept on the bed I wept for lost time the things I had wasted my time on things that I thought were important that held so much of my attention, and thought this was what life was about they were nothing nothing and they made me cry and again when you listen to the podcast these are things you will hear even if I'm not talking about this it is a thing that has been wired into my being even when Jesus appeared to me, which is another thing I hope I will, ha- I will have the opportunity to share later. When he appeared to me in 2015, this was what he talked about. He talked about money and the cares of this world. That if I don't lay them down, I won't be able to go further with him. Please, whatever you do with your life, do not let the cares of this world choke out eternity in you. Let me go back to, this, to the reading above all i realized the vanity of life i cried multiple times thinking of things i'd expended emotions on in the past all nothing nothing anger material things worry they added up to a puff of air what a waste i vowed to make my life count. see details later so then excitement washed over me if this was all what all my seeking of god was going to lead to then what joy i was going to seek him more than ever As I tried to share this, I was restrained not to. Four days later, I was shown more scriptures while praying, which were to clarify the experience. But this experience, I knew I had to share with people. And as I tried to, God said, wait, and later he showed me scriptures. So now let me give some background. And in the writing, I give a background of myself, which those who listen to the podcast would have known, or if you visited our website and read the About section, This would not be strange to you. I've been having visions and dreams for almost three years. At the point of this writing, it was three years. On a great darkness coming on earth that will provide the foundations for the refinement and molding of believers into the perfect church. This glorified church will manifest the glory of Christ before getting raptured. I was told last year to share what I was shown. I don't know dates, but I know I will, at the very least, see the beginning of these events. At this point of this event, I thought... I believe that I will see the events, at the very least. I was not sure whether I would see the rapture. But over time, I now know that I will see the rapture if I walk with God. So that's to clarify that part. On the same night before this experience, I received a message while sleeping, as I had done throughout the, that week. I would see a, a picture or get a sentence which were addressing various issues in my life. On that night, I saw a picture of myself carrying a big dumpster filled with trash. And I saw an angel hanging over me and carrying something indescribable that registered in my spirit as glory. As I woke up, I tried to take a mental note. I tried to make a mental note so I could write it down as previous messages. But this time, I got a message saying, "Give up the trash so you can receive glory. Give up the trash so you can receive glory." That's another thing that it's very important, but let's just focus. The rapture experience followed this. Now, s- scriptural references to the experience. These were things I was giving for days later. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15 verse 51. Behold, I, I tell you a mystery. We will not all fall asleep, but we will be changed. In a moment, in the blink of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet to sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For it is necessary for this perishable body to put on incorruptibility, and this immortal body to put on immortality. Now, From that experience, one thing that was very important was the putting on. It seemed as if my DNA, something came over it. Something swallowed it up. For a long time, when I used to read this part of put on, put on, I used to think we would drop something and put on our eternal bodies. But whenever this perishable body puts on incorruptibility and this mortal body puts on immortality, then the saying that is written will take place. Death is swallowed up in victory. Now, while viewing my transformation from the DNA level during the experience, the word swallow came to me. I had always thought from previous readings of this passage that a glorified body will be put on us during the rapture. Because in verse 53, he talked of us putting on immortality. However, I now know that we will be transfigured from our DNA. There is going to be a transfiguration from the DNA level. And the last verse says death is swallowed up. I'm not sure why knowing the process is pertinent, but it is. Now at the point where I wrote this, I did not know why it was so important for the the process of DNA to be shown and that there's going to be a transfiguration and a swallowing up and that this was what was happening to Jesus at the Mount of Transfiguration and the Day of Resurrection. That something about DNA will change that I do not understand why. I do now... And I hope I will have a chance to share all of this as time goes on. These are the things I would prefer to share than even all the chaos that is coming on the world right now. Yes, it is important to know about those, but it's more important to know where we are going so that we will not be afraid. It is an exciting and incredible time to be alive. You know, I learned that even Paul would have loved to live in our times. Because these things we are describing are not things that was given to his own generation to experience but we have been given that that opportunity if we will take it now back to the reading, evaluation of earthly life from the prism of eternity this is the section we are in evaluation of earthly life from the prism of eternity, that is there was something about the experience where I I went behind the veil and I was looking at our earthly experience from that perspective and it was very different, James 4.14 whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life it is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. When uh, Psalm thirty nine eleven, when with rebukes you correct man for iniquity, you make his beauty melt away like a moth. Surely every man is vapor. Psalm sixty two nine surely men of low degree are a vapor, men of high degree are a lie. If they are weighed on scales, they are altogether lighter than vapor. When my life was reviewed, the word puff along with a plume, a plum of vapor passed through my mind. Now that was, a very, that was an, one of those things in the experience that was just profound. At the point where all those frames were laid out before me and they picked out only the areas that were centered around God, everything else just like, became puffed like a plume of smoke and disappeared. It was kind of shocking actually. And the, re- the, the conclusion of the review was clear immediately. Everything I had done disappeared. The only thing left were things involving God. No matter how important I thought things I had done in my life were or the effort I put in, they were puff. The best way I can explain that revelation is that everything in this life is like a shadow which is not tangible or real. And when we cross to eternity, nothing in this shadow will follow us into the tangible reality of eternity except what is done by God. Again, let me repeat that for emphasis. Anything we do here, if it is not part of God's will purpose or dedicated to God and accepted by him it will not pass into eternity it will be as if we've done nothing that was very powerful it seemed any seemed as if anything I had done with God at its center was going to cross over with me into eternity as a sort of my essence or eternal identity so not only will it cross over with us it now becomes who we look like what we look like our identity in heaven Nothing else, no matter how noble, religious, or seemingly spiritual, will cross over. Nothing else, except what is done for God, with God, through God, will cross over into eternity with us. And when it crosses over, it becomes who you are. It becomes your identity in eternity. When other spirit beings come across you, it becomes your identity. That is what who you are known as so something as mundane as as mundane as house chores could become a tangible thing in eternity if done with god while religious works secular activities etc just vanished in the reality of eternity this gave meaning to some deep verses let me talk briefly again about that everything we do on this earth is like a shadow it's like something think of it like a computer game it's in a virtual world it's not real it's not tangible. But the minute you do it with God, the minute it's God centered, the minute, and you can do something for God or with God in mind, and it, God may not accept it for whatever reason, you know, whatever laws have been broken. But whatever you do that is God centered, that God accepts, that leaves the virtual world of our own reality and goes into the tangible reality of eternity as real, as tangible. And that becomes your essence. So the following verses further explain that. First Corinthians ten three ten three. Whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Col- Colossians three seventeen. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Colossians three twenty three and whatever you do, do it hurtily, as to the Lord and not to men. See all these things you In your office, what you are doing can be as unto God. You put all your mind into it. You do it dedicated to God, and it becomes something tangible. You do it for your boss, it is vanity. It is vapor. You do it because of money, it's vanity. It's vapor. So the more we live for God, the more our life becomes tangible. The richer our personality is when we cross over into eternity. So as an example, Cornelius is a good example in Acts 10.4. And he stared at him and became terrified and said, What is it, Lord? And he said to him, Your prayers and your charitable deeds have come up for a memorial offering before God. This man was not born again, but by using his time and resources in God-centered activities, he built a memorial. When we say memorial, think of of statues that we build on earth in memory of people. He built a memorial in God's throne room these activities will forever be part of cornelius in eternity also paul talk, in talking about ministers of god described the process of testing the activities of hard-working ministers in order to get eternal rewards in first corinthians 4 from verse 13 it says the work of each one will become evident for the day will reveal it because it will be revealed with fire and the fire itself will test the work of each one of what sort it is, if any one's work that he has built upon it remains, he will receive a reward. If any one's work is burned up, he will, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved. But as but so as through fire. So it is not the level of activities, although hard work is good. It is the level of God's involvement that counts. It is folly to undervalue yourself in the kingdom because you are a mere housewife or to think you are making impact because of the size of the congregation. By the time I'm making this, I've already made episode four of the King is Coming podcast. And in that episode, we talk about how important it is not to labor in our own strength, in our own flesh. What will count is what you do that God does through you. What has eternal value is what God uses you for, not what you try and use God to do. That is why it is very, very wrong to judge yourself or anyone. Paul himself says he cannot even judge himself because it is when we cross over to eternity that the true weight of all of our actions will be known. This subsection is a taste of glory. If you dismiss everything I wrote above, please don't discountenance this part. In those few moments that I received my glorified body, I was more alive than I have ever been. It is closing on two weeks since that experience and I periodically get lost thinking of it. I have read of many experiences of people who saw heaven and never wanted to come back. Despite having a loving wife and two great kids, I didn't want to come back. That is the truth. I now understand better why paul said to die is gain but the truth is in that state everything is just about god nothing matters nothing is important the most important thing in this life becomes nothing it becomes nothing so humility the key to transformation this was after the uh, experience and in praying in those four days so four days after this experience after being told to wait before sharing these things i had a strong conviction to pray about them and then when and then I was giving these further explanations. It is likely I will have to write more on this issue of transformation and humility due to space. But please read the epistles to the Philippians. Now, I started off with a blog and I wrote booklets or whatever you want to call them before moving to podcasts and still, still trying to unveil the things that was poured into me. I've only done a very small fraction of it and I'm still trying to commit to unveil all these things that God showed me and told me to tell everyone those were his instructions he said now go and tell everyone anyway back to the reading what I will say for now is that I now believe that we don't have to wait for the rapture to be transformed oh these are the areas I want to share with you the areas where God has shown me that we are going to be transformed in this generation. People are going to live like Jesus on Resurrection Sunday. They will not grow old. They will not need transportation because they will travel in the Spirit. Glory will clothe them. They will not need to wear clothes anymore, or at least clothes made out of earthly materials. They don't need food. They are in their glorified states. That is what God has called us to in this generation. Is there anything that will, should distract us? Anything that should make us look away from such glory? What the Holy Spirit has shown me is that to the degree to which we receive the revelation and walk in it, through humility, very key, humility, we are going to see many people walk in glorified states like Jesus and Enoch. The closer it gets to his coming, the price will be humility. That was Paul's purpose in these verses. The power of resurrection will be displayed in those who die to themselves to seek God. I tasted the glory of transfiguration only briefly, and other things have become bland. I want to live for him more than ever. This experience has enhanced my desire to do what he asked me to do. He has repeatedly revealed to me that he is coming soon, and before he comes, some things will happen. You can read 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 2-3. 12 second timothy 3 verse 1 the first part of this which is urgent is the great darkness coming on the earth which will be the background that will bring the church to perfection that we're already in it like the first three podcasts and the fourth one are talking about how to handle ourselves how god is going to be preparing his church for this glory i just described here please if you've not listened to them There are four and they are on our website secondkingscoming.com secondkingscoming.com He has said the time is short to grow spiritually in these quiet days. Unfortunately, from 2020 the days are no longer quiet and they will be coming in waves. Isaiah 60 is upon us and the deep darkness will be the platform for the prepared ones. To shine, God is now looking for sons and daughters, not babies. Sons ask for and seek to do the Father's will in total devotion to Him. Religious activities for blessings and other transactional Christianity are the roads to perdition in the coming days. Thank you very much for listening to this special. Ep- there are other. There's a follow-up writing. There are three other, two other, uh, three other follow-up writings to this. I may make podcasts of them, like this, which will be special editions, and we will continue our regular podcasts by the grace of God every 2 weeks as long as God continues to give me something to say I will continue to do so God bless you please the world is not the same and the world is continuing to is going to continue to get darker and I ask you please redeem the time seek him today because the king is coming the king is coming glory the king is coming <laughs>